Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Brand and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined as always by my co-host, Peace. And today we have a really, really cool episode. Uh, really one of the coolest people that will be on this podcast, without a doubt. Uh, the one and only founder and CEO of Solvent, Victor Lombard, also known as the Great Divine. Divine, welcome to the show. How, how's everything? Salute, gentlemen. Everything is great, man. appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. Of course, of course. Uh, could you just give the audience a little intro on yourself, a little bit more about what Solvent does? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, uh, born Victor D. Lombard, professionally known as Divine, CEO and founder of Solvent. Um, real quick, Solvent is a uh, mobile-first, all-in-one banking and financial empowerment platform for the system impacted to optimize their financial lives. And when we think system impacted, um, we break it up into four segments. Uh, number one, is socioeconomically disadvantaged individuals. Number two, formerly incarcerated individuals. Number three, the family, friends, and loved ones of the formerly incarcerated and or incarcerated. And uh, number four, the incarcerated. Um, I broke into tech in uh, about 2014 uh, when I reached out to um, to, uh, to a famed venture capitalist uh, on Twitter and I asked him to mentor me. And uh, I broke into tech. He exposed me to the... To, um, the technology industry. And, you know, a year later, 2015, I started building my first uh, financial technology company. Um, fast forward, I started working on Solvent um, early, early uh, 2022, um, got into an accelerator and just, uh, you know, been building it from there. My background, I originally come from the, uh, from the music industry space. I'm on record label, same base in New York City. I'm, I was a, I'm a former professional hip hop rap recording artist, so I came from that space, and that's how I kind of got into technology. So personal branding is very natural to you, right? You're coming from the music space where branding is everything, right? Whether it's your music, whether it's your personality, whether it's what you represent. How have you brought that personality and implemented it now to the technology space? Yo, that's interesting. No one, it's crazy because I always reveal that my my origins is from the music industry. And no one ever puts that together of how I how I got into like technology in the sense of, you know, building websites and, you know, um, building my spaces back in the day. And these things to promote myself as, as a as a, as an independent artist, even though I had a label, you know, it was it was an indie label, you know, and, and I was an independent artist. I was one of the artists on the label. So early on, I was I was branding myself. I was promoting myself. So I got a lot of my my branding and, and and um, you know, advertising and promotion skills from those early days of MySpace as an independent artist. You know what I mean? Um, trying to you know promote and market myself as an artist, and of course, branding comes along with that. But one of the things I should do that um, with branding specifically was I would study. I would study major record labels. I would study not only not only how how they um, structured their companies, whether it was the LLC, whether it was you know a corporation, um, you know an S corp or what have you, or C corp or whatever what have you. I would study that piece of it, but then I would look at their product, right? Because I had looked at these major labels from Def Jam, so forth and so on, that had really had these strong brands, especially in the urban community. Um, so um, I would look at the, those companies. And then I would look at the product they release. I would look, grab, buy the CDs just to just to peel it apart to see, okay, how did they, how did they line up? You know, the credits and who did they thank and where did they record and like kind of like 
look at the whole format of how things were done. And that's where I kind of was able to take that format, embed it in my mind as far as, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And, and really like mirror what a major label was doing, but being independent. So that's kind of how I kind of like got into branding and really understand the power of branding and, and, um, and building brands um, around that. Who do you look up to now in the tech industry that performs fairly well in the personal branding space? And not only that, are there certain strategies that you're taking from what you learned in the music industry relevant to broadcasting not only who you are, but your, your product and reflecting that into what you got going on now with Solvent? Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a few a few individuals. If you think personal branding, early on I used to look at oh Gary V, what he was doing, how he was doing this thing, yeah. a real a real a real inspiration. I loved how he went about doing it. Um, I also like Ryan Leslie. Ryan Leslie did a great job of how he when he broke from music into the tech industry and how he was like creating the personal, his building his personal brand. Um, I looked at that as well. Um, Damon John is another one. Damon John, like, you know, Shark Tank's one of my favorite shows. And Damon, I've been, I've been in, in tune with Damon since the FUBU days, right? Before, way before Shark Tank. And then I seen how he transitioned from the, from the, um, you know, from the, uh, from the fashion world into, into the corporate world and business and, and Shark Tank. So I, I look at him as well. If I, if I would say companies overall, I love Apple, right? I, I love how Apple just, I love the aesthetic of Apple. Yeah, it's pinnacle, like it's the, the minimalism of it. I like, you know, I just love the, you know, the strength of the brand, of course, right? Um, I would say the only, I would say the brand that was like early on, that was at the at the level of Apple would be Microsoft, of course. But Microsoft for me was it's not my style of branding. Um, but I, I love I love Apple's style of branding and the things that they do. Um, if I think about fintech, the space that that I'm in specifically. Uh, no one really comes to the top of my mind as from the branding aspect of it. I think I, I look at across the board and, and pull bits and pieces from different ones, if you would. Um, but I can't say like one stands out for me, but I also like to add the, the, the you know, Divine's personal touch to, to Brandon, which, you know, when they look at Sovereign, like I, I, I created the logo, right? I created the color scheme. Um, it's just things that appeal to me and how I wanted to present Solvent and who I wanted to really reach. Where's the evolution, right? So you guys are currently at the early stage. You mentioned how you're an accelerator, right? So you're at the stage where branding revolves around the founder. When do you think it would evolve beyond you, right? Whether it's your team, whether it's your community, uh, yeah. whether it's your your partners, customers. How do you how do you see that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because. Um, I think of it like in telling my story, you know, the from crack to rap to tech story. Um, that when I first came in the industry, in the industry and technology, that was like you know that that the headline or the theme of who I was. Um, and then I, you know, eventually broke from that. But um, my story is just a story that really, really appeals to the demographic we're trying to reach, right? And we're trying to take my story and use that as um a catalyst, if you would, to really instill hope and really instill the things that allow Divine to excel and, and get where he's at. Coming from somebody who only had an eighth grade formal education, coming from somebody who, who had a decade of incarceration, coming from somebody who had no tech background, but yet still 
broke into one of the highest levels of Silicon Valley venture capital and set and set my life on a trajectory for certain success. So my story, you know, is a big part of solving. However, I agree with you. We now need to translate that. We're at, we're at the crossroads of translating that into the broader community where it's not just divine story, it's their story. And Salvin is a company for them to not only empower their life or their lives, but also tell their personal stories. I, Chris, Chris and I go back and forth, right? I'm, I'm a guy that likes to hide behind the camera and just like doing the work. But all the time, Chris pressed me like, nah, man, like that's, that's a part of the gig at the early stage. Like people want to relate to you. People, you know, appreciate the raw authenticity of, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, any advice to how do you package a story, right? How do you package, I mean, everyone's story is different, of course, but what, what techniques or strategies do you say, hey, start here if you're uncomfortable, right? How do you ease into it? I mean, some people are more front-facing, right? Just naturally. But if you're an individual like myself and you're like, oh man, I, I, I'm a greedy guy. I just like going right, right to work. You know, I don't need the camera. I don't need none of that. How would you advise a guy like myself or people similar to myself in terms of getting started with packaging your story, acknowledging your story, and then you know, really just selling it to the world and the benefit of getting partners, customers, and so on and so forth. Yeah, man. Yo, you got some great questions, man. Um, I got I got to peel the layers back on this one real quick. Go ahead, so go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna give so I'm gonna give you a, a personal thing about me. I, I don't think I've ever revealed on camera, definitely not on a podcast or anywhere, actually, any interview. But um, I'm I'm fairly a, a small dude, right? When I was young, I was fairly a small guy, right? Average guy, six feet, you know what I mean? Maybe 200, 250, whatever, you know what I mean? Muscle. Six not feet lean, is whatever. average? Six feet is average? Yeah, I, that's what I, I think. As for a male, for a male, I always thought that's what I mean. my thing was. I think six <laughs> feet was average, you know, right. average for a guy. And just, and no, and just being, a, you know, having size, right? Um, As far as when we look, think about masculinity, you know, seeing how it's presented, you know what I mean? Um, An emotional guy can't be a masculine guy if you think about how society, Kind of dictates that, but in, in 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 that regard, I was always a short dude, right? I was always a small dude. My mother's not that not, not that big. My father's not crazy big, but I you know I, I wasn't a big dude. So when I would you know go around bigger dudes, taller dudes, I felt like intimidated. Like it just was internal. It wasn't external where I felt afraid or nothing like that. But it was an internal thing um, that I just felt like. I'm I'm not I'm not big, I'm not tall like that. You know what I mean? I'm a small guy, or what have you. But my heart was huge, right? I had a crazy a crazy confidence and courage in my heart. But that was one thing that always would like, you know, intimidate me, I guess, right? And I and I know I'm in the streets. I'm a street dude, so I'm in the streets. So even more so, you know, you 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 don't trust people. You don't know who's out to get you. Anyway. So growing up in my youth, before I really got deep into the streets, that was how, was how I always felt. And then it took a while for me to, you know, get over that. And I'll give you another instance of that. When I would perform as an artist, I'd be intimidated by the crowd. So I would put my glasses on. Once I put the glasses on, I was good. You know what I'm saying? I would always put the dark glasses on, perform and do my thing and get it off. But eventually, what I realized is that Size and all that doesn't really mean anything. It's the strength of the mind. So it became a mind of a matter thing for me, how I kind of elevated beyond that. So when I came in rooms, I saw dudes, I look them right in the eye. 
where before I would kind of like, you know, put my head down a little, you know what I mean? I would walk in like, you know, okay, feel like I'm less of, not really less of, but you know, I'm not that dude in the sense of height and, 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 and size. So, but I learned like, I looked dudes in the eye and started that stronger confidence in, in, in the self and rising above that. So then the reason why I explain that is because we go back to public speaking. It's one of the most feared things in the world is public speaking. Um, so I had to also, because I was a performer, I had to get past that stage fright, finally take off the glasses and perform and do my thing, feel that confidence. Because you always feel like, you know, you always come up like, you, you know, you're not good enough or you don't feel like, okay, I'm all right with this, but someone's not going to like it. You know what I mean? You get that, all that self-doubt going on. You know what I mean? So and being an artist and a creative myself, I had to dig into that, into that, and really and really say, okay, I'm an artist. It's what I do. I got to be in front of the camera. I got to be in front of crowds. So I started developing that confidence, right? Don't think because you don't have it or you don't want to get in front of the camera, you may be camera shy, as they say. I used to, I used to, I used to go through that same thing, right? So I forced myself to when I came in rooms, the biggest dude I'm looking right in his eye. That's how you kind of like get, you know, get through the repetition of I'm going to do this without any type of fear or any type of, you know, reluctancy or reservation. So I never used to be like, want to be in front of the camera doing interviews, right? I had to get used to that. Okay, just do it. Got to look into the camera. You got to look right above the camera. You know what I mean? And from a point, I always like look away from the camera and talk over this way or talk over that way instead of like, you know, focus right in the camera because I'll be doing videos and all that. So. I also had to build a personal brand when I got into Silicon Valley. I never knew what a personal brand was. I knew what being an artist was and building, you know, the reputation as a great artist and fans and all that. So that had to translate over for me into how do I build a personal brand? So when I first got into the tech industry, the, the second year, the third year, I did like 20 speaking engagements that year. I did them all for free. All I asked for, was that the that, that that the promoters, whoever was producing it, that they they fly me in and they pay for a hotel, but I don't want any speaking fee, nothing. So I started just honing my speaking skills, right, being in front of crowds because I knew I because I knew in my mind I had the vision in my mind. I knew where I wanted to go in life. I knew what I wanted Sovereign to be, or even my first company to be, the level I wanted to be at. So I would watch how Steve Jobs would you know address an audience when the new iPod came out or anything like that. And I wanted to be able to have that type of confidence, that type of ability. Um, so that's what I did. It's almost like, like they say, throw yourself in the deep end of the, of, of the pool. You're going to sink or swim. So that's kind of how I approached it. And I was able to build a personal brand with that. I became known quickly as somebody who was um, a super connector and hyper networked. This podcast, I guess, is my first initiative, me and Chris's first initiative to, to doing that. Uh, and it, it gives us the opportunity to be better conversationalists, better people that can engage and ask questions and so on and so forth. But also, as we spoke about a while ago in a previous conversation, this is just our effort to not only learn and build in public of something that we want to build right in the near future. Sure. And I completely agree and love what you said right there. Peace. Um and Divine, your personal brand is something that's so incredible and in what you've built, you know, concerning what you've been through in your background. But something I want to touch upon, too, is just like 
you're, you're, you're just history itself and you're, excuse me, professional history. You've been around some, obviously your personal brand has been great, but you've been, you've been around some great brands of companies. You spent a little time at Karma Loop, which is for me, one of the legendary company for me growing up, like streetwear, all that. So Karma Loop, that's, that was really important to me. Uh, you spent some time with FaZe Clan. You spent some time with Udacity. Uh, you mentioned, you know, gave a little nugget about Ben Horowitz and A16Z. And A16Z is, without a doubt, the biggest brand name in venture, right? Pinnacle, yeah. Pinnacle VC. Yeah. So what have you taken from those, from those experiences? And, you know, what are you looking to apply to solve them building those brands? Because those are phenomenal brands, all those that I just mentioned. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that? Did you say that's why I'm smiling? Because I never really even looked at it like that. Yeah, I love Carvalho. Carvalho's no, legendary, crazy. man. No, it's crazy you say that because I've I've never really looked at it like that. I never really looked. Yo, I'm 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 amongst these great brands because I'm more so like I'm a I'm more of a people person, right? I'm more of the people person, the corporate dude. If you, you know what I mean, I'm the one that's in the streets making it happen. Even though I could be corporate too, and I've reached that that level of being corporate, like you know, like you said, working at Carvalho, being you know connected to the CEO there, CEO there. Being his right hand man, if you would. Um, same thing with Face Clan with him. Um, being amongst Ben, A16Z, uh, being, you know, um, also the CEO of Udacity and working at Udacity and working with Udacity. These are all great brands on a personal level, from Greg Selko to Ben Horowitz, um, to Sebastian Thrun, or Thrun, however you pronounce it. Um, like, yeah, I've been I've been amongst some some heavy hitters, man, and some great things. And you know. Being connected to Rakim, being connected to Tragic Gaddafi in the music business, like early on, like these things. You're right. I've always been someone who's had the ability to 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 connect with people on a base level and and, and build and build very strong and rich relationships at the highest level. I've always had that ability. In the streets, I did it, which was why I was so successful, because I was able to climb that ladder. You know what I mean? So fast and get to that level to where you know the game is mine, if you would. Um, and no one and none of my peers were able to do that like I did. So I've always had that ability, right? And and I think you early on I recognized those strengths, but I didn't look at I didn't look at them as um um like I didn't look at them outside of me. I just I just did it, right? It was more it was more subjective, if you would, right? You know what I mean? Um and and um when I think about how I how I just leaned on my skills and just intuitively knew. I had a skill at doing this. I just did it, right? And I got it done. It's the same way how I've always moved through these different circles of, of individuals and companies and brands. When I get there, it's not really about the brand to me. It's about the people, right? It's about connecting with Greg Selko, the CEO. It's about connecting with Ben, you know, the co-founder of, of A16Z. And when I step back and say, damn, A16Z is like, that's like the top of the game. You know what I mean? To me, you know, Ben is like the Rakim of venture capital, if not the Nas of venture capital, or the Michael Jordan of venture capital, right? Ben is that dude. But at the end of the day, he's still just Ben to me because remember, remember, when I reached out to Ben, I wasn't an entrepreneur in the sense of, you know, labeling myself, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm building a startup. That wasn't me. So I wasn't going to Ben for money. I was going to Ben for assistance in the sense of, Yo, give me knowledge, teach me, mentor me. I'll go figure out, you know, how I'm going to use that knowledge and how I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was a, a, a young startup saying, yo, invest A16Z, invest in my company. 
And, and I didn't learn about like the gravity of all that until I was already in the situation, right? So then as I became an entrepreneur, and started realizing, okay, A16Z and venture capital and learn these things, I'm like, oh, okay, it, it's kind of shifting. But even then, I still have something to show and prove to Ben on a personal level, right? Everybody always asks me, well, did Ben invest? Has Ben invested? Yeah, Ben's invested. He's invested in me personally. I wouldn't be here to be able to, to, be able to, to reach out for, for somebody to invest money in, in solvent if it wasn't for Ben. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like I'm not doing Ben a disservice by going to him to say, yo, invest in my company when I'm not ready. In the sense of you know investing in me, I want to go when I know it, it, it you know, I want it like the Godfather said, I want to make an offer you can't refuse, right? You know what I'm saying? I want to go to Ben where it's something that he can't refuse. It makes the most sense to invest in Salvin and invest in Devon. He's already invested in me, he knows me well. It's been nine years now, right? Going on 10. So it's also a lot of weight. Like I used to say to people, like, people think my life got better when, you know, when I met Ben Horowitz. But actually my life got harder because I had to live up to this level. Like, you know what I'm saying? This next level. I had to perform at the next level. I had to become, my character had to become better, and, you know, to, to operate at that level. Right, Ben's taught me a lot of different things and I've grown so much just from being around him, being around his network, being exposed to, you know, who he is and what he does, um, just being exposed to entrepreneurship. Like so much stuff has added on to make me that greater and better individual. So I've been, I've definitely been affected by these experiences. Um, and it's been, it's been, it's been a wild journey and I'm just looking forward to, you know, continuing and just keep, keep learning more and more as I, as I grow. Yeah, for sure. And that is a crazy story. Um, all across the board, you have a lot of such interesting stories. Um, something I wanted to touch upon a little bit more is like from all those companies specifically, we talked about Phase, Karma Loop, A16Z, et cetera. You know, what like specifically that you saw them do from like a branding perspective that did you like really say like, wow, and like you kind of took with you, kind of noted it down in your head or something like that from just a branding perspective. I'd love to hear that. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's deep because, you know, I pay attention. I'm a dude that pays attention. Even when you think I'm not paying attention, I'm paying attention. I absorb, I absorb knowledge and information at, rap, at rapid rates. I'm just good like that. And I know how to go in a room and, you know, and, 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 just, and just play my part, but really be, you know what I'm saying, digesting all the jewels, information, knowledge. And if you think about a company like Karma Loop, they're branding on point, killed it, right? Kept killing it. If you think about a company like um, uh, FaZe Clan, Brandon, on point, killed it. Um, you think about A16Z, same thing, right? Every I love A16Z, they remind me of Apple um, for a venture firm because they, they, they're so, everything's so meticulous, meticulous. I love the how things are so meticulous and clean. I love that about A16Z. From looking at the font they use for their logos, like I'm remember, I'm a creator, I'm an artist as well, so I have an eye for design, I have an eye for these things, and no one really knows it about me. But I, I make logos, I make websites, like I do a lot of my the branding for Salvin is really, really, really all me, right? I'm not professionally trained, I'm not a professional at it, but it's just something that it's innate to me, right? I've always been a creative and been artistic, always drawing when I was young and stuff like that. 
And then of course, you know, I was, I was an artist writing, writing rhymes, so writing poetry. So I had that, that inclination towards creativity, design. Um, and I would, I would go to these companies and see how they like, I would look at their decks. I would, I would look, look at the decks, look at how they, they wrote things. I would like always like pick into all that. When I was at Udacity, same thing. Looked at their brand guides, right? Look at their style guides. Every like I would look at all this. So not only am I looking at how they do their thing, but I'm also learning to say, okay, how can I apply some of these principles and some of the things that they do into what I'm doing with Solvent? So when I'm doing building Solvent and I look at, okay, what's the style guide? What's the brand guide? What's the brand guidelines? How do we do logos, colors? Um pulling from those experiences and what I've learned while I was there and what I've been was exposed to while I was there, but also, you know, plus me doing more research, like, you know what I mean? And, and, and digging deeper into the professional side of branding and, 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 um, and, you know, design. Right. But I definitely have some great, some great schools that I've, that I've been through, through the, with these companies from their branding, from their logo, from their color schemes, to how they ran their and operated their businesses. So I've been able to bless, man, actually to be amongst those great, those great brands and, and learn and take bits and pieces from all of them. I don't know how big your team is, but is there anyone else internally that helps, helps you curate this employer brand essentially that you're building for Solvent and Retrospect as well, your personal brand, or is it just you leading, leading the way? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm the top visionary and it's, and it's really like me, like leading the way. I'm open to anybody's critique, opinion, Suggestion, like I'm, I've, I've always leave that open. That's the type of culture I like to. I like to foster collaborative efforts. It's all collaborative. No, no man's an island. No man does anything alone. Like there's no company you can see that's ever been created. It's been done by one individual alone. Everything it just doesn't happen like that. That's not how the human human life works, right? It's 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 a culmination of a lot of people's efforts. And um, I'm no different. Even though I'm the main visionary and I have the set vision of what I want. I um I take feedback and suggestions and critiques from my team. So it's not just me. Where do you think Solvent needs to grow in terms of, you know, branding within the fintech space? I mean, there's a multitude of fintech companies, of course, in different domains. How do you envision maneuvering through all the noise, right? Through yeah, just yeah. brand. That's that's great. I just think I just think we need to get to to our, our product launch, right? I think our product launch will uh, allow us to navigate that even even better and stronger once we actually have that product in the market and um we have the capital necessary to really put into these efforts of you know stronger branding stronger presence right activations if you would um and things of that nature better website design you know brand branding there so i think that it, it, it's it's part human capital and it's part you know monetary capital yeah so from employer brains that now this is just I'm just curious, just trying to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, from an employer branding standpoint, do you think it's easier to almost like broadcast what you're servicing and what you're going to do with or without a product? All right. Cause it seems as if previously you just said with foresight, if we have a product out there, your early stage, it's going to pan out according to whatever strategy you have in place. Do you not feel as if people without a product can be as effective? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my first company, I didn't have a product. The entire time, but I was I was doing speaking engagements, you know, consistently, right? Branding consistently, telling people about the about the about the the vision for the company, the, the idea, the concept, what's to come. I did that for like a year straight, almost without it, without a product, right? 
Um, and we never actually got to the point of a tangible product. And then, and, you know, and it was in the company would live for like four years, right? I learned to fail fast, fail forward, and I moved on from it. And I took all those lessons and applied them to solving. So I've never been somebody that, that lacked the ideas or the vision, right? It's all about getting that tangible product to, to, to market at the end of the day. So that's where we're at with solving, focusing on that. But I've been able to build a strong, a strong brand presence just through what I, my personal brand, you know, Salvin's on my back, right? You get the vine, you got Salvin. It's, it's one and the same, if you would, right? And yeah. then we talked about earlier, transitioning from just the Salvin being just the vine, right? Salvin really being the community at large and all these other stories and people that are trying to achieve the same thing that the vine has achieved and like separating those two. Um, so yeah, but you can definitely do it without a brand. I, I mean, without a product. Absolutely, without a question in my mind. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned a good point, right? Being able to differentiate what you represent, what Solve represents. And of course, there'll be some kind, some kind of similarity being that you're the founder. But it's interesting because like when people think Apple, they think jobs, right? When they think Tesla, they think Elon. Where, where's the, that's a weird dichotomy, right? Like how do you, how do you almost like keep your personal business away from the company? Because sometimes what if you're in an instance where you get into some kind of trouble? Now all of a sudden, because your employer brand is so you know tied up into who you oh, yeah. are, now your your employees are ideally in a crazy situation. Your customers are in a weird situation. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we, we see that with Elon, right? We see, we see that with Elon. We've seen that with jobs, with certain things and certain controversies and whatever it may be. Um, I, I definitely want people, when they, when they think of Salvin, they think of Devon. And I do want that to remain um, because I want, I, want, I want people to understand the play and the story because I want them to see their story and Devon's story, right? When they hear about how Devon did it, how we came from crack to rap to tech and how we came from the projects, how we came from an eighth grade formal education, how we came from a decade of incarceration. And he's still broken at this highest level of Silicon Valley venture capital. Like I want them to know that, yo, that's me. Devon is me. I'm Devon. So when they think of Salvin, I want them to think of Devon, but more so not think of me as an individual. Think of me as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a story or a, you know, as an accomplishment of what you can achieve, right? The, the, the things that we can achieve in life, despite any odds that we that we have. So I'm not af afraid of, of it connecting in that way. As far as anything, you know, personal, as far as what I do, it'd be hard to kind of like separate it when people look at, oh, divine, like you said, might've got in trouble over here, did something over there. So it's, 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 a, I think it's a fine line and, you know, you have to navigate it on a, on a case by case basis, I think, you know, because there's no way I would never want to disconnect my story from Salvin because Salvin really is my story. And if you think about some of the greatest companies were built by people that had the, that problem that they're trying to solve, right? They had that personal pain point. So who, who's be, who better to solve it than those closest to the problems, right? Who better to come up with that solution? No, you're right. I mean, there's, I mean, in any situation, there's no shoe fits all, right? In terms of correlating who you are to what you want to build, and eventually you have to, you know, take what comes with it, right? In the beginning, it, it makes sense, right? Crack the rap to tech, right? There's millions of people that can relate to you or can aspire to be like you. Hence, that community being built, potential customers. Where I mean, it's not going to happen, of course. But if you got in some crazy situation, now there's there's the back end of it. Like, hey, like now you're also susceptible to 
defects of having your community and your your background right. tied up to what Sullivan has going on. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a good point. So so yeah, so real quick, so that 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 that's why that means I stay on my P's and Q's. I keep doing the right things and keep yeah, doing absolutely. The right you know what I mean? So it's motivation. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, Divine, um, thank you for coming on and dropping so many gems. Really, it's much appreciated. I know the audience is really going to love this one. Uh, could you tell them where they could find more about you, more about Solvent, whatever else you'd like to plug? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm all social media platforms. Um, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, fourth, that's the number four, T-H, letter. Divine, fourth letter. Find me on, um, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, find me on Instagram. With Solvent, same thing, uh, at Solvent, at Just Solvent, rather, J-U-S-T-S-O-L-V-E-N-T, Just Solvent, <clears throat> uh, www.justsolvent.com. Beautiful. Divine, thank you so much. Thank you for so much for coming on the pod today. Appreciate much it, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. And to everyone listening, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And until next time.